Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Clark from the Center for Weight Loss Success. And on this podcast of Doc Weight Loss, we're going to be talking to Wendy Senta, Dr. Wendy Senta, who is going to somewhat of an expert on childhood obesity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Clark in the Center for Weight Loss Success. And again, we're going to be talking to a great friend of mine, Dr. Wendy Sinta. She's up in New York area, and we're going to get a little bit more comments about that. But also, she is an expert on obesity in the pediatric population. So we're going to shift gears in some of our normal talks today, and or what we usually do, and talk a little bit about childhood obesity and maybe what we can do. And she also has a book out concerning this, and you'll hear more about that. Wendy, thank you for participating, and let's uh, say hello, doctor. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me, Tom. All right. So you're up in New York, and you know, obviously, we both do weight loss, okay? But you kind of expand. I expand into the surgical side. You expand also in the medical side with the adolescents and children. Tell us a little bit about you know how this all came about. So you know, I'm a family practitioner, so we take care of the womb to the tomb, right? And um, I really wanted to to make sure that the expertise I was giving my adult patients uh, filtered into the, the their families. I, and you know, everybody who has a problem with obesity knows somebody or knows a child who has an issue with obesity. So it's so important to be able to make sure you take care of the whole family. Um, as I dug deeper, I realized that there wasn't a lot of information on how to treat obese children out there at all. And um, so I decided to take the research that is out there and kind of put it together in a program and um, I developed my own program which is Bounce which I'm sure we'll be talking about later on today but that's how uh, that's how it started from my uh, adult practice all right and just kind of just for interest sakes I find this incredibly interesting your background isn't initially in medicine right you went to you did other thing as part of your training and education I've been in school forever. (laughs) I started out as an engineer, electrical and computer engineer, um, and then got a master's in biomedical engineering at University of Rochester. My engineering degree is from Clarkson. And as I was doing my biomedical engineering um, master's, I realized that I really wanted to be part not just part of the technology, but part of the treatment of the people I was um, studying. And so I applied to medical school, gratefully got into Syracuse, and um, have now sort of circled back. I did my my master's, I'm sorry, I did my my, um, internship at Duke University. And Duke happens to be a place that has a a huge uh, interest in weight loss. They have the Center for Weight Loss. It used to be called the Rice Clinic there. And my first year, I did a rotation through there and thought, here we are treating diseases for family practice um, with with different types of medications and things like that. And we're not really dealing with the, the true problem. So that's when I got interested in obesity in the first place. The technology is now circled back and I'm actually doing some stuff with software as well. But I think you got to use every possible thing that you have in your in your bag of tricks in order to take care of this huge problem. Right. As you said, it, this is a complex problem, literally starting from early childhood and extending on to adulthood to old age. 
but we've heard a lot in uh, recently kind of in the media some mixed reviews because just a couple of months ago there were some stats thrown out there that hey we're getting a better control on obesity right now, how are we really doing we are stuck I think that's the best way to put it. So we re we started out in the early 70s um, with minimal obesity rates, you know, in the single digits. And um, from the, the 70s on to now, we have grown rapidly to a point where we now have one in three children with a weight problem um, and two thirds of adults, as you know. So um, at this point in the childhood obesity world, we really are very much um, you know, stuck going up in some areas, certainly making no big progress. The recent report that you heard about us, um, as far as the NHANES data showing that there was improvement in preschool kids, was really a play with numbers. If you grab the right data points, you can get anything to look good. But if you trend it over time, you realize we're still at that 17 to 18% of children with obesity. It, it's gone up a little, it's gone down a little, but regardless, we're still, you know, we're not making any huge um, changes unfortunately to those numbers and and the numbers are too high yeah absolutely and as I'm sure as you know obese children tend to turn into obese adults but like you said you know 30 plus years ago in the 70s it really wasn't like that so kind of what are what are some of the causes that are going on here kind of what why has there been this shift I, you know, it really, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, but I think if we were to narrow it down to one specific thing, it's been a shift in the food. So it's almost like we've done an experiment on ourselves here in America where we said, okay, let's see what happens if we start to turn the food into something that we manufacture and process um, in, in not such a, a natural way. And let's see how it affects us in our health. And um, I think that, you know, as, if we, as we've gone from low fat uh, to you know, to high as we did low fat, we went into the higher carb, higher sugar um, uh, world. And when we started to do that, the obesity rates took off like mad. At the same time, we started to have issues with um, processed food. The shelves uh, in the supermarket, in the center of the supermarket, got so much bigger. I remember when I used to shop with my grandpa, there were like six aisles in the grocery store. And um, and when it started to expand, he said, I don't know what to do with all this. You know, why why are there so many aisles? It takes me forever to get through. And it's because we started to put, produce so much, uh, you know, processed foods and things like that, food-like substances. And it is this more than anything that has um, affected childhood obesity and adult obesity, truthfully. We can also say that people have, are moving less, you know, uh, certainly there's an issue with technology um, making a difference, but I have to tell you, most of the kids that I take care of are active. They just eat the wrong kinds of things. Right, I, I keep trying to encourage my kids to be even more active in that, but overall, you know, kids are generally pretty active, so it's hard for me to believe that that truly is kind of the, the reason. Obviously, it's very multifactorial. Right. Now, some of this also goes back to is kind of the family unit, you know, and how the, so the family impacts kind of this tremendously as well, right? You know, I, I don't think it can be overemphasized how important the disruption of family mealtime has affected obesity. You know, the, the, the families of, of, of today in America sit down to dinner once a week on average. And, and that is just so sad. That is the time that we used to prepare our meals, you know, gather together, learn about the day. And um, it has profoundly affected childhood obesity rates. We are eating on the go, we're eating in our car, we're eating you know, at McDonald's, in between sports. We're not really taking the time to treat dinner and treat meals the way that they, they should be with the respect they deserve. 
And if that if that family's not um, eating healthy, there's no chance that that child will will be able to um, overcome an obesity issue. Right, and that's kind of one of the you know, I've always looked at the family as a huge part of treating kind of childhood obesity. And it's from my specialty at all, I didn't have the wherewithal in the background to actually kind of treat the whole family. And it was a kind of a conscious choice I made in my profession. I'm sure glad someone out there really is addressing these type of problems. But as you kind of alluded to on this, uh, on, when you were mentioning kind of the family unit, that it's really changed kind of eating patterns. You know, we talk about, you know, what's a healthy eating pattern or what's not. But when we change the family and with the kids, there's the patterns have gone way out of whack. Absolutely. So what happens is um, the kids are oftentimes running out out the door. They um, they tend to skip breakfast. They tend to, um, I think we've all seen them, the kids that are on the street corner getting a bag of chips and a, a juice, especially um, in some of the inner cities, on their way in the door. So if they do eat breakfast, it oftentimes is something horrible for them. And, um, and then skipping meals throughout the day, binging at nighttime, uh, again, not sitting down for regular meals, eating a lot of processed foods, not enough fruits and vegetables, not enough protein, and all of that has led to uh, the crisis that we're in. Absolutely. And you kind of uh, alluded to this, and I'm going to bring us into this topic because the sodas, the sugar beverages, the sugar-sweetened beverages, what, you know, what should we be drinking, especially as kids? So kids should drink two things, and that is water and low-fat milk. And um, the guidelines that we have from the American Association of Pediatrics say two glasses a day of low-fat milk ought to be enough to help with calcium and vitamin D requirements. Um, we do need fat uh, for the children up until the time that they're between one and two years old. If the child's already struggling with an obesity issue between one and two, which can happen, then you really should go low-fat earlier. Um, one percent or uh, two percent is okay even if they're at that age. Um, but other than that, it should be water. And unfortunately, that's not what's happening. We actually have the third source of calories for children now is soda. Um, and and it's, it goes right to the fat cell, as you know, and, and does nothing good for that child. Absolutely. So I hear this all the time. What about fruit juices? Fruit's good for you, right? When these fruit juices. So the only fruit juice that I think is good for you is something like um, if you're squeezing it yourself, like that has the pulp and the pith and all that good stuff in it. If you're drinking fruit juice, even if it says 100% fruit juice and it's coming from the store, chances are it's just like eating a bag of sugar and that it's just the sugary part of the fruit, not the fiber, not the healthy ingredients that you need. All right. I absolutely agree with that. So now kind of talk some broad topics there, but you've got a specific, you know, you've we've written a book which is always a good thing and tell us a little bit about kind of what's what's the book and what's in it and how can it be helpful just give us a little overview sure okay so um, my book is called bounce and here's what it looks like I don't know if you can see it there but um, but I wrote it uh, initially to help parents with their overweight and obese children and and the reason is I just feel like the parents that were coming into my clinic and they were coming from states outside of my own were, were just so lost at, at trying to find a solution on how to eat healthy. A lot of times they try to go to their primary care physician, um, they didn't get the answers that they were looking for. Sometimes they would be ostracized for having children with a weight issue or condemned and um, you know told that you're a terrible parent for this and they really were trying. Um, there's a lot of misinformation that's out there in the press 
a uh, lot of uh, misinformation that they get from uh, friends and things like that. So I thought, why don't I take everything that's out there that we know is real and put it together and lay it out for these parents. It's It's got no bias whatsoever, no political motives, and um, combine it with the experience I've had in working with children and come up with a program that's going to, um, that they can implement at home. Uh, and in, in addition, give them something that they can go to their doctors with to sort of ask for the right type of testing. So, Because one of the things that I found has happened is children aren't getting tested for some of these diseases that they should be getting tested for. Pre-diabetes, diabetes, liver, liver disease, things that are related to the weight. So I wanted to make sure all of that information was in there um, as well. So it's basically um, a handbook for parents to help them navigate through the obesity uh, shark infested waters. <laughs> the shark infested waters. Now, bounce. That's an you know interesting name for a book. Where where did you come up with that? So I actually a bounce actually stands for something. It's an acronym, and um, it's it's part of the five pieces of the program that I created. So the B stands for behavioral modification, and this includes taking care of behaviors of the children and behaviors of the family. Both both are necessary for success. O stands for optimizing metabolism. One thing we know in adults and children is if you eat five times a day and you have protein in each of the meals, you are going to have the best bang for your buck as far as metabolism and energy goes. So we do that in our program. U is united as a family. And what that means is this is some of the stuff that you were talking about. And that is if, if you are working as a family, everybody's got to make the changes. You cannot have even one person out there eating chips in the corner. If you have a, a skinny, you know, little brother or, or um, dad who refuses to comply, which sometimes is the case, not just dad, but it can be mom too. Um, but what, what happens is it really has to be the whole family making the changes. That child needs to not have access to the bad stuff or he or she will migrate to it. Um, N is for notation of food, and we don't um, strictly look at calories for children, but what we do is we try to make them understand what they're eating and also understand the quality of the food that they're eating. So we really go into what is this that you're eating? What are the ingredients? Oh my God, it has 50 different things in it. What is that stuff? What does it mean? How much protein? How much fat? How much of that stuff is actually good for you? And how can we make it better? Um, the C is for counting steps. So even though we mentioned that the children are very active that I uh, take care of, we still give them a pedometer because kids are competitive and we love to be able to start, you know, a competition in the family of how many steps everybody can get up to. And then E is an elimination diet and that's probably the heart and soul of the, of the book, which is how do you take the foods that kids are eating and um, start to slowly and covertly take out the bad stuff and put in the good stuff. And if you do it the right way, you get them eating in a healthy way, lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of protein, and they don't even know it's been done. That's the, that's the best part of doing an elimination diet. Right, and that's uh, kind of in the book, you kind of walk people through kind of how to do this. It's not just saying here, you know, here it is. It's kind of walking people through how to actually accomplish these things. Right. It has to be. It has to be step by step. You don't want it to be overwhelming. You want to make sure that um, you can take one week at a time. It's a five-week process. But if you want to hang out at the first week um, of the elimination diet, which is where we eliminate all the sugar-sweetened beverages, then you can do that first if that's a problem. Wait a couple weeks um, and then advance to the next week where we start upping protein. Right. Sometimes making monster changes is really difficult. Sometimes stepwise may be the best way to go. I think so. I think you have to really, you know, be very, very careful um, with with children to make it a fun process, to not be the food police. Um, you want to get them involved in the process, help them um, take them grocery shopping with you, 
get them in the in the uh, kitchen and have them help you cooking so that they understand what these foods are and things like that. A lot of times they really can get engaged and, and um, can start to enjoy the whole process of, of, of eating, which used to be such a, you know, a fun and exciting family tradition. Right. We'd like to bring that all back. So if I'm trying to get find this book, our listeners out there finding this book, how do they get it? So um, the, it's actually available um, both in print and in electronic versions, wherever the, uh, electronic and printed books are sold. Um, but, you, but all of these are available on my website at drwendydiet.com. So if you go to the website, you can uh, learn a little bit more about the practice and what we do. We have success stories on there and um, all different forms of the book, including Kindle, Nook, and um, iPod versions, as well as the print version are available there. All right, so that's drwendysdiet.com? Yeah, Dr. Dr. Wendy Diet.com. No S. No S. Okay. Dr. Wendy Diet. And it's DR, Doctor? Yep. DR Wendy, W E N D Y D I E T.com. All right. I think I got it finally. <laughs> it's long. All, right. all the other ones were taken. And all the other ones were taken, right? Sometimes we do that, don't we? Yeah. All right. Um, so, kind of winding this down, Dr. Sinta, if you were to give us kind of the couple, the, the high points, or if I were going to do you know, a couple of things, what, where would you kind of start? What are your best tips of information? Okay. So, I think um, the, the first thing is everybody in the family needs to eat breakfast. That's probably where um, the biggest issue comes, both in terms of um, children and adults. And if children don't have breakfast, it makes it really hard for them to focus during the day and to, you know, achieve the things they need to achieve. So that's that's huge. And as as you know, it also helps drive metabolism and helps set the stage for healthy eating for the rest of the day. So that's one. Number two is, um, as we talked about, just really drinking the right kinds of fluids. A lot of times our kids will go work out a little bit and then they wash down like a, you know, 200 calorie energy drink. And, and really all you need is water to help you when you're out, when you're uh, working out to replenish your, your uh, fluids. So, um, you know, drinking the right fluids, water and, um, and uh, low fat milk are, are probably one of the most important things. And I think the third thing is, Anything that has more than three ingredients on a label is something that you should probably try to avoid. So really focus as a family on getting the, the processed stuff out of the house. Um, and, and I think if you do, you're going to notice some incredible changes in the weights of the entire family. All right. So now if, uh, if people just want more information about you, can they get the same information from the, that website, drwendydiet.com? Yes. Yep, there's tons of information on there. There's a media page that shows some of the different things we've done with Steve Harvey and um, the New York Times and uh, some other uh, endeavors. And this podcast will be able to add to it too. And um, also just um, some really neat success stories. I think it's hard sometimes when you're looking at your child and you think, how am I ever going to get control of this? But if you can look and see that it's been done by other children, you can see their before and after picture. Um, and look at their faces of those pictures because they are just so happy on the, the after page and they just have this confidence and flow that they didn't have before. So if they can do it, you can certainly do it with your own child. It, it should give you some uh, a reason to, to go for it. It's very, very fixable. All right. Very good. Well, Dr. Sinta, thank you very much. We're going to wind this podcast down there. If you want more information, it's that website is drwendydiet.com. And if you want more information from me, you can get that through our corporate website, which is cfwls.com, as well as Losing Weight USA. Losing Weight USA is a weekly webinar series with tips and uh, recipes that go out to you. 
but sign up at www.losingweightusa.com. So thank you all for listening. We're going to sign off now. Remember, it's your life. Make it a healthy one. Take care, everyone. We'll see you, talk to you on the next podcast.